Hello, hello, sales fellow, fastest way to learn sales podcast number 23. Welcome to the show. Let's get started like every other show with a quote. And today I'm again using Mr. Robin Sharma as this quote fits the episode perfectly. Robin once, and then Robin again, if you have missed the last episode, is a Canadian author and uh, motivational speaker known for his book, The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari. So Robin once said, change is hard at first, messy in the middle, and gorgeous at the end. So three stages of change. Change is hard at first, messy in the middle, and gorgeous at the end. So uh, the reason I'm using this quote is because we're going to be discussing the do not do list of cold calling. So these are the items we do not want to do. And then there is, um, there is a small piece on the gatekeeper stuff that, uh, that we always hit as a roadblock, right? Gatekeeper. So uh, the number one thing, I'm going to share with you an example of a bad cold call, okay? And I'm sure all of you are going to resonate with this call, right? Uh, good morning, Mr. John Smith. This is Sakib calling from sales training in Saskatoon. The reason I'm calling you today is to see if you might be interested in learning a little bit more about our company. And remember, people respond in kind. They're kind over the phone. And the prospect may say, sure, would you send me a brochure? Sure, send me some literature. Send me some material. Or do you have anything you can email me? And thank you for calling. Send me something sort of thing. You and I all have heard this time and time again, right? So uh, that's an example of a bad call because the, 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 we talked about this. The objective of the call is to score an appointment, right? And I did not ask for that. And I must emphasize that, uh, that I'm calling to set up an appointment. And I must emphasize on that piece for sure. So that's one bad example that I'm, I'm all over the place, you know, and, um, and just introducing myself. Would you learn more? Would you like to learn more about me? That's not what you want to do in a cold call, okay? That's one do not do. The, the second one is the timing of the call, right? When do I make the calls? When do I make, when is the best time to make cold calls? That's one of the things. I personally, my, my favorite time is early in the morning. Um, and I avoid the, um, uh, the 11 to one hour, one o'clock window from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Just because some people take early lunch, lunch break, and then the, the lazy mode after all that food that we have. So, you know, you may, it's, it's a hit or miss at that time because it's, it's hard to come back to the desk. So when I come back from lunch, I'm sitting here, I'm maybe talking to my coworker here and there, so you may miss me. So that's not the best time to call according to my experience. And um, so you, you can set whatever works for you. But I, I feel if you do between 8 a.m. and 10 p.m., by 10 p.m., you should be done with all your cold calls for that day uh, based on the numbers you make, right? So... That's another do not do is 11 to 1 just because of the lunch and, and that sort of hours, okay? And the number third piece today is getting past the gatekeeper, the good old gatekeeper. We always have that gatekeeper now. Um, and we all have heard this, right? Sometimes we get, 
we get just just muted at that one point when somebody asked me, "Hi, uh, you know, I'm looking for you know, I'm looking for John Smith," and the receptionist may say, "Can I say what is this regarding?" And then you know what? Yeah, and I you know you can you can go rant about it, and then she's like, "Oh, he's not in, he's not there." So um, there are three practices that I apply um, in order to get past the gatekeeper. The number, the number one thing is I, I dial early, okay, uh, before the gatekeeper gets in. Decision makers are dedicated to their work. They get in early. They're the leaders. So they lead by example. They're there early, phone ringing in the morning, 745, gatekeeper's not there. Even if 15 minutes early, she's not going to be there. You may catch the decision maker right there. Uh, and the second one is call after 5. They leave the desk sharp at 5. Decisions maker and the you know the dedicated business leaders, they tend to stay in late in the business. And if you call them fifteen minutes later, who's calling me at this time? You do get through. Trust me, guys if, and girls. If you apply this, try, try this practice. I'm sure you'll you'll <clears throat> you'll find some success with it for sure. And the number third one is to be absolutely polite. Don't be rude with them and make sort of a, uh, you know, get acquainted with them. So remember their name. Maybe this time she's going to hang up, not going to get you around. But um, remember the name of that receptionist, secretary, whoever it is, the gatekeeper um, or he. Um, and then when you call next time, just say, hey, Shelly, how are you? Or whoever that was, remember the name. And that's going to help you get through. Smile. And those two, three, two things, smile and the name, should be enough to get past the gatekeeper because the first time you may get a hang up, right? And, and a no, that's okay. And salespeople don't take rejection that easy. So we move on and we take the next step, remember the name, smile over the phone, and we try back again and you will get through, right? Because she will be like, oh, this guy's nice maybe, or this girl's nice, you know? Um, and that has happened to me. I've actually, I've actually done them or they actually work for you that time. Uh, you know, call back in half an hour. He will be here. He's just here. Um, and you do so. And then you'll be like, oh yeah, she, he, you know, he's not going away sort of thing. Okay. Um, the, the number fourth item on that, on this do not do list for cold calling is, uh, don't make repeat calls guys. That's just waste of energy. Don't do that. If somebody's not paying attention to you, not giving you the time that you need, move on. There's always other people's, uh, other businesses to dial, to call. Don't get hang up on this one. Don't dial them 200 times or 100 times in the year. Don't do that. That's just, you know, it does, it does one bad thing. First, uh, you waste your time. And the second biggest bad thing it does to you, it, it puts that negative in your thought. Ah, I got to know again, right? So you don't want to feel that way. Just move on. Chalk that one off. That's okay. The number three, I guess, is um, a bad day to call. You know, Friday afternoon before long weekend sort of thing. Uh, and I don't believe there is any, right? Uh, you may, again, get through, the get through the decision maker easier on those days is my point. Um, just because everyone else is at the lake or at the beach um, on, you know, on a summer long weekend or uh, Friday before the long weekend, uh, decision maker may be, may be there because everyone's gone. So, the chances are higher when such things happen. The opportunity is yours to take. So guys, once again, change is hard at first, messy in the middle, and gorgeous at the end. And if, you're, if you like what 
what you hear, what I, what I bring to you, please uh, like, share, subscribe, and I will see you on the next show. Thanks for listening. Hello, hello, sales fellow, fastest way to learn sales podcast number 24. Welcome to the show, guys and girls. Let's get started. And like any other show, we're going to start with a quote, this time from Napoleon Hill once again. Napoleon Hill, an American self-help author, best known for his great book, Think and Grow Rich. And he once said, fears are nothing more than a state of mind. Fears are nothing more than a state of mind. Guys, we all have fears and we will, we will conquer some of them today. And I'm going to discuss today's topic, actually, is very interesting. Uh, it's six unusual, uncommon, and to some people, weird things that successful salespeople practice. And the number one on the list is using a mirror, right? So you buy a mirror, you put it in your office, and you watch yourself when you make phone calls, right? This was actually, uh, I asked one of a great salesperson I know, um, he's now vice president of sales at autotrader.ca. He wasn't uh, at that position at that time when I asked him, but his presentations and his sales were outstanding. Uh, Randy Shepard, I should mention his name too. So I, I asked him and the group asked him actually um, if he has any, any practice that he can or any suggestion that he can give us because we were pretty new at that time, a new, new batch. And he's like, use a mirror, right? Put a mirror in front of you and watch yourself. He does that so that he knows how he looks when he's talking. Second advice he added was smile while you make phone calls or your presentations because you are going to sound better than your competitors and you will be able to, uh, to pick on your own self, you know, self-critic, right? Uh, the number one, was using a mirror. Number two is use a timer. It is imperative for us to know how much time it takes us to make one good call. And one good call is equal to one good appointment, right? So let's measure that, right? And I recommend block your time, okay? And another person that I, uh, I read, uh, his, uh, his advice was think of Think of booking the time in the day, let's say 40 minutes, an hour, whatever that is for cold calling is an appointment with your own self to make your yearly income. Okay, that's that's very uh, sweet advice and a great practice, uh, which brings me to point number three, which itself is practice. Practice makes perfect. So um, whenever you have a new product, new pitch or anything like that, even if you make cold calls all day long, still go home and practice with your roommate, with your husband, with your wife, with your spouse, with your kids, whoever it is that you feel comfortable with, practice. I mean, it does not make sense. You know, some people tell me, hey, I make cold calls all, all day. I don't need practice. But to me, it doesn't make sense to practice on a prospect. It doesn't make sense that way. And it reminds me of, a, of uh, Michael Jordan's story that he used to take, I don't know how many shots before he would actually do start the practice game per se, right? He would come in early to, to take shots and then practice and maybe then play the game. He was, he's just something else, but you know, we can all learn something from legends like that. Uh, number four on the list is um, keep a record of your call. 
um, or keep a record of your calls, by the way, sorry. And um, uh, this is important because, again, you need to know, you, you need to measure yourself, right? Remember what Peter Drucker said, if you can't measure it, you can't manage it. And this is, sales is pretty much self-management. So know your numbers, use your numbers, analyze them, uh, make a ratio of, of the analyzation and set goals and crush them. That's what you're going to do. The three key performance indicators I, uh, or the key KPIs that I track are number of dials, number of completed calls, because not every dial is going to get completed, uh, and number of appointments that I get. So these three things I dial, minutes and all that kind of stuff, I don't. But uh, remember, if it takes two to three minutes uh, for you to make a good call, uh, keep that, um, you know, you just want to make sure that you you, you stay within that limit and don't stretch it too long, okay? Uh, record your calls. Now, this one comes from another person that I know who actually trained me when I started my, my, my outside sales career. Um, he came down from Toronto. His name is Matt Lawson. Again, he's a vice president um, at AutoTrader right now. And uh, he's, his story is, is also a very very inspiring story. He was a capture rep, which means he used to go out, take photos. Then he became an account manager. Then he became a regional manager. Then he became a director. And then from a director, now he's a vice president in that company, guys. This guy is in mid-30s and he's just, he's just a great salesperson and moving along. I mean, I'm sure one day he's going to be um, a CEO or something somewhere big, right? So, but what he said that he actually record his calls, he record himself uh, and then he watches himself and then he self-critic himself. Randy used to do the mirror thing. This guy actually record himself and does that. He also recommended that if you can and check your laws of your province or your state and you can put the voice recorder on your phone when you go in your presentation or your meeting uh, or your cold calling, whenever whatever you're doing, you can record your calls and for your own purposes, listen to them again, right? And you can play them, play to them. Uh, he also gave me an advice, which I did apply. He said, try this for a week, record everything, and listen to all of it 100%. Record and listen to all that recorded stuff 100%, okay? Uh, and ask yourself, how does what you say sound like, okay? And number two, what response do you get when you... When you ask something, uh, the next week he said do seventy five percent of 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 uh, listen to the seventy five percent of the recording. Third week do fifty percent and ten percent every single week after that. Okay, and he guaranteed that this will increase um, one third. In, you will I will see sorry I will see one third increase in my appointments and I guess I I, I honestly did. I I'm coming to the last point now number six which is stand up and talk. So when I make my sales calls, if I'm doing even my podcast, I'm standing and I'm making this call and I'm recording it. And I love this. There's, uh, that's why we have those stand-up desks in our offices now, right? Or that is available for us. Because, you know, if it's, you know, 3.30, 4 o'clock, 4, 4, 15, whatever that is, we're, you know, we're a little uh, exhausted, feeling tired. We're leaning on and bent over the, the desk and... You know what? This passes on the phone call. When we're making that phone call, it passes on to the prospect. And, you know, they can, they can feel it. So uh, make sure you are, you know, standing up, sounding great. 
okay? Uh, so those are the top six things that I found were not so usual and uh, pretty uncommon, but all these successful salespeople were applying and these come from real live examples as well, some of them. Um, a couple things to, as a housekeeping items, I said, I say I should add to this podcast is um, one salesperson told me that he does cold calling and make phone calls and appointments as he drives. And I think that's not a good idea because uh, the second piece he did tell me that when, you know, most of the time he's just leaving voicemails, so he doesn't want to waste time and he's making phone calls and, but when he gets through, then he has to pull, you know, pull himself over aside somewhere and yeah it's it's not pretty situation so don't do that find your zone and find your place you know a quiet corner in the office or home wherever you do your cold calls and make sure you use that spot okay um the second pa- uh, second part is what i noticed some places some places and you know riding along with some salespeople that they're kind of rude and this i find this rude you know i mean if you're a salesperson presenting someone in a meeting uh don't have your phone on the loud no 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 okay and secondly don't answer the phone call when you're presenting no just whole focus should be attention should be on that prospect that you're talking and meeting with so guys um and the last piece of advice is implement everything that we have discussed today and i'm sure you're going to increase your ratio of appointments by one third that you do right now so look at that increase um you know apply these practices thanks for listening and um, like share subscribe send me a message and we will see you on the next show thanks and have a great weekend